Welcome to the Abortion Recovery Network podcast. We are group leaders helping group leaders with abortion recovery ministry through informal and casual conversations. Your hosts are Linda Keener Thomas, founder and board chair of the National Memorial for the Unborn, and Mindy Lefeshore, founder of An Even Place Virtual Abortion Recovery Ministry. As I began An Even Place in January 2022, I wanted to talk with other abortion recovery ministry leaders to share the vision I had and learn whatever I could about abortion recovery ministry. As I talked to some amazing women who I now call friends, I was surprised to learn they were as eager as I was to hear from other leaders. An idea was birthed to start a podcast of leaders by leaders for leaders from all over to share experiences, ideas, challenges, joys, and learn from one another while doing your laundry, cooking your dinner, or driving in your car. Linda and I met the fall of 2022. I shared this idea with her and she jumped on board. Our desire is to allow you to enter our conversations with other abortion recovery leaders, learn the nuts and bolts of how they lead their groups, and connect with one another to build a strong network of leaders helping leaders reach the millions suffering with an abortion experience. Today, our guest interview is with Sylvia Blakely. She is the founder of Arise Daughter. And before I go into her bio and let her talk more, I just want to tell you all that her and I have been um, talking for several months. She has been a mentor to me, and we started going through the Leadership Lessons of Jesus. It's a book uh, by Bob Briner and Ray Pritchard. It is about 74 chapters, but they're all, it's a short little book actually of just one or two um, pages all out of the um, book of Mark, the, the lessons come out of the book of Mark. So it's beautifully written. And we thought, let's share this conversation with everybody. So we get trained a lot on what to do, all the things that we need to do as leaders, but we, we rarely talk about how we need to be as leaders. Mm-hmm. And I know I need area a growth in this area. And I know we can always grow in this area. And so, um, my conversations with Sylvia have always been so rich. And so I'm so glad that you agreed to do this, Sylvia. And I just know everyone listening is going to be blessed by our conversations today. So a little bit about Sylvia. She is the founder of Arise Daughter. It is a post-abortion ministry, mentoring ministry, excuse me, with a mission to help women and men heal, train and serve in the kingdom of God. Sylvia is a registered nurse with a master's of science degree in community health from the Ohio State University. Her own abortion journey started over 40 years ago, and she has since been forgiven and set free to help others along in their journey. She is a poet, a photographer, a blogger, and an organizer of pro-life artists who is willing to use their testimony and her art to advance the kingdom of God. Recently, she became a certified or she became certified to facilitate trauma art workshops as part of a window between worlds. And that is a quote healing network. She has been featured on several podcasts with support after abortion, I rapture and heartbeat international, as well as the live action campaign can't stay silent. She's also featured in the healing portion of the play viable called viable act Two. She has helped organize two virtual summits, one to quote, sound the alarm regarding chemical abortion trauma in that was in 2022 and a second on abortion in the church, fostering reconciliation with Christ. Sylvia works with the whole life project, part of the and 
campaign to produce life-affirming videos. She was a keynote speaker for the Celebration of Restoration Luncheon in May of 2022 for the Abortion Recovery Network hosted by Pregnancy Decision Health Centers of Columbus, Ohio. Sylvia is passionate about mentoring, healing, and building bridges within the pro-life, whole life community. I love that. Her heart's desire is to be used by God to see that all who seek healing receive it. And you can learn more about Sylvia and her unique organization at artists or excuse me, ariseartists.com. It is Sylvia and I uh, uh, alone. Linda had to um, exit and be somewhere. So we will miss her. Um, I know she really wanted to be here for this conversation, but what I love that we're going to talk about Sylvia and I chose this on purpose as chapter 19. I don't know if you remember this um, when you and I first started going through this book, but I sat down and I read like 30 chapters, like, you know, in a couple <laughs> hours, which is so quick. And this was one of the chapters that I, I, the first chapter that I got to, that I was like, I might have some problems with this just because I understand my own limitations on some things and my areas for growth in this area. And so I chose this chapter because we never got to it. You and I never got to talk about this one. (laughs) And so I thought, let's talk about it with everybody, because I'm sure I'm not the only one that struggles with some of these things. And so this is chapter 19 of um, the book, The Leadership Lessons of Jesus by Bob Briner and Ray Pritchard. It is titled, this chapter is titled, You Win Some, You Lose Some. And um, one of the first things that it says in this book is uh, you, or in this chapter, it says you win some, you lose some, and you get, and some get rained out. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sylvia, what does this mean to you? Why is it, why is this important to understand? And how does this apply to us as group leaders? Yeah. Well, one thing um, I did find, I just happened to be um, <laughs> perusing. Uh, what does it look like to, uh, what we could say, I guess, lose some in, in this particular context. And um, I found where Paul had written Timothy in 2 Timothy 3.12 in the New King James Version. He says, all who desire to live godly in Christ will suffer. (laughs) Uh My former pastor used to say, all means all. Um, There there is not one of us who is going to escape uh, suffering for the cause of Christ. Mm -hmm. Not one of us. So that means uh, we have to expect, uh, you know, the losses, so to speak, or those down times in ministry where we are frustrated, where we uh, feel as if nothing we're doing is working, whatever that means sometimes in the the fleshly realm. Um, But we have to be really careful not to allow our emotions um, to hinder our, our witness or our work. And I think about Peter, you know, the one who Jesus knew would be a foundation uh, for his church, how Peter in his frustration and anger, um, you know, just lashed out when he got accused of being part of of the followers of Christ. Um, And sometimes it can be like that, right? We We can get so frustrated and we start to bicker or gossip or say things about other people and our team or whatever that really are not godly. Mm. Um, And so it's just important to expect that we are going to not feel good about our calling all the time. (laughs) Mm. And that God knows that about us already. Yeah. Yeah. And the scripture verse that the authors use for this is some seed fell on along the path 
still others fell on good ground. Mm-hmm. Mark 4, uh, verse 4 and verse 8 as the scripture verses that they are citing for this. And if if you don't mind, I just want to take a minute. I want to read the second paragraph. So um, to give some context to those who haven't read this chapter of what we're talking about, um, just a little more fuller, broader. Uh, every leader would like to win them all, but this is impossible. No one wins more than some. It's it's also important to understand the rainouts principle. Those people in circumstances for which there will be another day. They are neither won nor lost, but they will be in the future. They need to be remembered and rescheduled for the most opportune time and should not be written off or forgotten. A time will come for them. A good leader understands this and plans accordingly. And so, yes, there's going to be like suffering in our leadership. But sometimes I think that suffering and that I wanted to read this just so we knew we weren't talking about necessarily persecution. Sometimes we're, we're talking about like loss of a good idea, right? Or maybe um, that event didn't go so well, or maybe somebody's rejected us, you know, or um, maybe a team member turned their back on us and walked out and we just don't know why, you know, I mean, just. I, I could probably go on and on and on. Like you talked about gossip and just feeling that, da- that down feeling. And so we turn inward on one another instead of looking upward at Christ. And, um, and I think, so Sylvia, you could please correct me if I'm wrong. I just want to kind of give context to make sure we're not, um, people don't understand we're talking about persecution necessarily, you know, from those outwardly, well, what we could be, mm-hmm. um, but, um, it's just those everyday rejections and defeats or delays that um, that we experience in ministry that can um, really bring us down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Absolutely. Um, and again, I think we have to expect those. You know, I think a leader that has a thin skin um, or a weak constitution is going to struggle. Um, You just have to know that everything that Jesus went through, we're going to go through, if not more. Right. Right. Um, And so I try to keep it focused on him because I don't want people to think that um, we are immune or that our ministry is different. If he is our king and he is our Lord and we are following him, then we will follow in his footsteps in a lot of the suffering that he suffered. So yes. yeah, expect it, expect yes. it. It's, it's part of the process. Yeah. And one of the, um, one quote from the book says leaders who can't handle rejection, defeat or delay don't last. And mm. boy, it sounds kind of like a harsh statement um, because don't we all struggle with all three of these to some degree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we have a culture of winning and I think it's mm-hmm. really interesting that that may may just be us it may not be the rest of the world who follows christ but i think Mm -hmm. we suffer from that here in this country where it is about wins and and losses and and i don't yeah not sure the kingdom of god is built on that necessarily (laughs) Uh, but that's just how our culture um sort of puts things in a frame um But yeah, that being said, in our flesh, we're going to be told no, we're going to be told wait, we're going to be told not yet. Um, But we need to praise him anyway. Psalm 42 is wonderful. Mm. Um, If you want to reference that, 
it's a great one for taking a look at how we are to praise him no matter what. Um, and if we can remember to do that, um, yeah, it won't feel like such a sting. Yes, I was just having a conversation with a lady and this was such a beautiful conversation of having a heart posture of worship so that we don't put anything else in that place. Because if we don't have Christ there, and I think we all would say that we do, and yet it's so subtle when we bring in, well, that plan failed and we're actually looking at the, the plan because we're all dejected or we mm. somehow take it personally that someone says no to us um, when maybe it's God not giving mm -hmm. us something that's not good for us, you know? And exactly. so instead of turning all of that back into worship, we turn it into rejection. And I'm, I say we, and I, I'll be very, very transparent. I'm talking about me. I do this a lot. I know I struggle with this. So I really wanted us to have this conversation today. Cause I don't think, um, I'm alone. Um, but we don't openly talk about it. You know, we get on, you say we have a winning yeah. culture and I think you're correct. We get on Facebook and everything's plastic and perfect and shiny. And that's our best side and our best angle and our best light in the community, you know, in the community or in our family yeah. or whatever we're doing, but then also in our movies, I mean, our movie culture, even our Christian movie culture is everything has to kind of end with a happy ending. Mm. <laughs> and while, you know, I was thinking about Christianity and the reality is, is Jesus did die on the cross, but he rose again. Right. Right. And the reality is this life is filled with tribulations, but one day we'll have our new bodies. I mean, there is a, a reality to right. ending well, but, um, we've got, you know, a lot of hardships in this, uh, in our lives that we have to learn to overcome. And I, I, I am one of these. So what are some signs that we can't handle rejection, defeat, or delay? <laughs> well, um, I, I think, you know, this is one of those things I think, like you said, we can speak personally about, uh, very easily. Um, there are times when, you know, I can go into this sense or state of despair, you know, like, Oh, woe is me, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, and feeling like I really messed up and how am I going to ever get out of that? Um, and, and I, I, that's the thing I can't by myself. Right. Yeah. Um, and just remembering that grace and mercy abounds in our God, you know, that he is right there ready to offer his hand up and out the pity party. Mm, it can last, I think, as long as we don't stay vertically focused, as you said. Yeah. You know, if we want to look side to side and see who should be in this pit with us and how we got there, who caused it, instead of looking up. Yeah, we're we're kind of condemning ourselves to a state of mind that he doesn't want us to stay in. You know, we should if if it's a sin, we should regret it. We should repent it. We should confess it. And we need to ask for forgiveness and, and, you know, move forward. Mm -hmm. um, and that goes for our abortion stories and everything else in between, um, mm -hmm. you know, as leaders. So I think we need to remember that um, thanks, I think in our heart lasts longer than complaining if we allow it to, you know, we need to remember mm -hmm. that a prayer of Thanksgiving is much more powerful mm -hmm. It's much more powerful than a pair, uh, prayer of woe and despair. God wants to be in the midst of our praises. Yes. 
right? Yes. And so that is about hope and future and and acknowledgement and gratitude and thankfulness. Mm -hmm. So get there and let God inhabit that with you. Amen. He'll lift you up out of the pit, but he didn't really, he didn't want to go down there with you. <laughs> you know, we want to stay down there with you. You know, he'll lift you up out of that. So, yeah. yeah. And that takes some that helps. Oh, I love that. No, I think it's a great um, explanation. And I'm just making me think of James um, chapter four. And of course I don't have that memorized. Let's see if I can get there fast, fast. Um, but he gives more grace. Therefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore mm. submit yourself or submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you, to, to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners and purify your hearts. You double-minded lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Yes. You know, you were talking about, you know, we get down, we could stay down here and we can look side to side and we could say, who, who's to blame, how to get here, you know, how long am I going to stay and all these things. And we can just have this horizontal view, but that turns, it really becomes a worship of self. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. But when we start to look up, it requires humility to say, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm, I was looking at myself. I took my eyes completely off you, Lord. You didn't want this. You, you, you allowed this situation, whatever it is, right? I mean, he's not necessarily the author of sin, but you allowed this situation, um, maybe a failed event or a, um, you know, a, a good employee that just walked out or, you know, whatever it is mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. we're talking about um, for our good. Yes. And if we look to you, we can learn something. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So how yeah. do we develop stick with itness? It's a word I just adopted from a few other people. <laughs> Just to your former point, before I go on to that one, um, I, you know, what also came to mind is sometimes he tests our faith in that. And I think it's, it's, you know, it's something, it's a point we shouldn't miss that um, as we are coming up out and we're really looking up, we're saying, Lord, where did I, where did my faith flag, you know, where did, where did I lose my trust in what, what you had planned for us? So I, you know, it's, sometimes it's a, it's a test of faith we need to look at as well. So just wanted to throw that in just that, that little tidbit in as well. Um, stick with itness. <laughs> I, I don't know how we do any of this without Holy Spirit power. Right. I promise you that it just, you know, no, it, it can't happen without him being the battery and the flashlight. You know, we can shine, but without that battery, we are not going to illuminate any darkness <laughs> um, anywhere. And so I think Holy Spirit, again, we talked about this in, in our very first discussion. And I hope people get a chance to go back and listen to that. Um, Holy Spirit is where we should be jacked in. You know, we should be... Um, constantly asking for his direction, his guidance, our purpose for the day. You know, Holy Spirit, what would you have me to do today? Who would you have me speak with? I, I know these things are on my calendar, but how would you have them to work themselves out during the day? I, I want to pray for whatever it is you want to happen, not what I want to happen. So you're having these conversations and then you're saying, okay, well, Holy Spirit, then you really do have this. 
you know, mm-hmm. you are the, you are going to be the one who is going to drive this day. Mm-hmm. You know, I got up with my brand new grace and mercies. Thank you for my new mercies this morning, Lord. You know, you, you told me and <laughs> limitations 323. I'd get those every morning. Got them. Boom. Okay. But how are you, Holy Spirit, going to move me today? Mm-hmm. And so I feel less tired and less worried when I know that he is the one driving my day. So if I get up every day with that attitude, then whatever it is he's asking me to do that day, I know he's going to be in the midst of it. And it's going to be done well, I pray. Mm -hmm. And I pray it's pleasing. And then I go to bed, (laughs) you know, I put that aside and I thank God for whatever happened. And I get up in the morning and one of the things I love to do is review my day, the last 24 hours. And I thank God for everything that manifested itself in the way that he wanted it to, to manifest itself. And then I ask him for direction again. That makes it a lot easier to stick with things. Mindy, when you're not, you know, we, we talked about last session about these three and five year projections. Those are wonderful as strategic plans. But this thing gets walked out every day in faith through Christ with Holy Spirit. That's how it gets done. Right. So how does that change your perspective on the days when you lose some or some get rained out when you know you are seeking thanking God for the day before, uh, possibly confessing for something the day before, but then also um, seeking God to direct your current day. How does that change your perspective when something doesn't go the way you intended? That I thought it would. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. I think, again, in my mind, I hear win and lose, and it makes sense in a sports <laughs> context. But I don't, it's hard for me to understand that in the kingdom of God, because I understand that even when I think something didn't go well, or it didn't, it didn't look right, or the way I thought it was going to, there was still something else in that, that if you were paying attention, you got, I'll, I'll, I'll share an example. We hosted, uh, our Rise Artists hosted our very first gallery show this past October in Columbus. And um, we had, you know, huge expectations about numbers of course we all do right we thought so many people were going to come and da 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 and it was a it was maybe about a week before the event the lord sat me down and he said <clears throat> daughter would you have everybody come from four different states to ohio like the whole team bring all that they had if there were only one woman there that you needed to impact wow So he gave me this really beautiful word for my team. And it was, we go hard for the one. Wow. And we thought about Jesus when I, you know, going out of his way to a hostile land, sending, you know, the disciples away. They sent themselves to go get some food because everybody's always hungry. And, (laughs) uh, you know, him knowing that he was the food and water for this woman, this one woman at this well, that she would need that. And that through her, an evangelism would spread mm. in a town that they felt no one cared about them in. Yeah. If you're not willing to go hard for that one, Mindy, I don't know what win is supposed to look like then. If you yeah. aren't willing, that's a loss. I'll say that that's a loss. He won't. It's not that he won't bring somebody else along and do it. But if I said no, 
it would get done. Yeah. But that would be a spiritual loss for me. So those are the ones that hurt and hit hard. Oh, they hit a completely different way. And you know what I'm talking about. We've all been there. We've actively said, no, if it didn't look like this, then it wasn't what I thought it should be. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. To me, that's wrong spiritual thinking, but that's just me. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what I'm just, what I'm hearing from you and what I love about this example is, you know, you first were talking about how, um, the importance of letting the Holy spirit guide your day. And so at the end of the day or at the next day, you're looking back at the previous day and you're thanking God for everything. You know, you're confessing if you needed to, I'm adding that in there. And then um, (laughs) you're looking for the Holy spirit to lead you the next day. And your example, I think is absolutely appropriate. You were going about planning for this event. And as you said, you had the amount of numbers and now the people you want to reach and people you want to come, blah, 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 blah. And the Lord stopped you because you were seeking him. And you were listening. And because you were listening, you were able to hear him say, would you go after the one if only one came? Would you do all of this for one? And so you didn't go into that event with with a wrong expectation. Now, had you so you didn't lose it. But had you gone into the event without that understanding because you weren't seeking God on a daily basis to lead your schedule, you would have felt like that was a loss. Now, I think personally, sometimes that's when we, that's when I hear the most after what I perceive to be a loss, right? Is <laughs> that's that's good, though. <laughs> or what is the proper perspective? And then he can still give that same message yeah. and it could still have its same impact. It's just, you didn't go in with that expectation and you missed a little bit of a blessing probably, or you probably didn't, but I, you know, had you yeah. gone in without yeah. that. So how that this just really goes into what we're going to talk about next in the book, it says leaders who have a win, everything, every time are short lived with limited success. And I believe that's a very harsh statement as well, but how can failure, I, mean, we, I just kind of said it, but I want you to elaborate. How can failure be a good thing? And what purpose does failure serve in our lives and hearts? Mm. Failure is, and again, I think if we're looking at it spiritually, um, it's much more impactful because the correction that we receive in that failure um, is one that can reverberate. And so if he is correcting us, let's say, okay, say for example, this event and, and it, you know, it didn't manifest the numbers that we thought and and then that's what I thought was a failure. And then I went on to the next event and I, I just said to myself, okay, what we'll do is we'll change the marketing mm. or we'll, you know, we'll mm-hmm. partner with someone else because mm-hmm. that was the issue. Mm-hmm. Or I pick all these other things out in the fleshly realm and I don't listen to what Holy Spirit had to say about why spiritually I didn't go in with the correct mindset then I don't get to learn from that. So I think being in tune with, again, back to what we were saying, being in tune with what Holy Spirit has to say to us, um, even after something that we, you know, (laughs) we didn't make the correct priorities about or whatever, um, will reverberate because now we can say, okay, Father, I, if I change my perspective and if I change my mindset about the next thing that you're asking me to do, and I'm obedient to what it is you're asking me to do, then it will be what it is you ask of me to have done. Yes. Um, but when I put my expectations <laughs> and overlay those, I'm always going to be back in the mindset of how can I fix this thing? 
Mm. That, now, again, that's failure because you you should yes. not have been orchestrating it from the first place. Yeah, uh, that's beautiful. You know, I am thinking about in Second Samuel, and I'm not going to read it, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to at least find the um, address for people to look at um, later on. It is David. He is, um, I believe he's established in his kingdom at this point. And he hears that the Philistines have gathered in the Valley of Rephidim. And so mm. he seeks God and he says, will you give us victory? And yeah. the Lord says, yes, do it this way. And he prescribes a way for David to go into battle and the victory is given. And God gives the battle, gives the victory, it says. But then it says in the very next paragraph, and the Philistines gathered again in the Valley of Rephidim. Now, could I know what I would have done. <laughs> I would have just done it the way God told me. Well, I've been here before. I know what right. But David did not. He paused and he, I mean, talk about a point of solid leadership on his, on his behalf here. He paused and he said, Lord, are you going to give us the victory? And he said, oh yes, but it's not going to look the same. This time I want you to route them, go around them. And when you hear the marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, Mm -hmm. just know that the victory's won. And it was just so beautiful. And so God wanted to do it a different way the second time. And yet we get, so I do this often. So I'm not trying to be judgmental, critical, but get so stuck in the ways of men doing things. And you mentioned marketing. That's one of those areas. Well, we just know what to do. Get out there and do it this way and do it that way and spend money and spend time and spend effort when maybe, maybe God wants to do the marketing, you know, and it's just one, one area, but it, it was just hit me when you said it, because um, it's an area that I've been thinking about lately. So maybe God wants to do the marketing. Maybe he wants to do the networking. Maybe he wants to be the one that says, uh, we could say, um, all I know is I was told to go talk to this person. And wow, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. how much more glory for the father then, right? And if we're yes. not about giving him the glory and making sure that he is glorified through whatever lens we think we're looking through, then again, we are definitely um, not looking at this in the spiritual realm, right? It should all be about God getting the glory. And he wants to do it in the way that gives him the most glory. He is a jealous God. We are not to receive the glory because when we do, then like you said, that's when we stop asking him, what should we do next? Right. Because we really, truly believe we did it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Or yeah. We got it. Thank you for showing us once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just show up with us. That concludes today's discussion on the leadership lessons of Jesus. And again, if you want to contact Sylvia, you can do so at arisedaughter at gmail.com.